This is the Fertile Mindset Podcast, where we explore all the emotional aspects of fertility to support you on your path to parenthood. My name is Sarah Holland. I'm the Fertile Mindset Coach and a mother to two children after my own fertility challenges. I hope you find all the support and inspiration you need within this podcast to carry you forward on your fertility journey towards your own successful outcome. It's also my wish that through listening to these episodes, you rediscover how to enjoy life now and live it to the full while you wait for your baby. Now, let's begin today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Fertile Mindset Podcast. I am so happy to have you with us and I hope you're finding all the support you need within these episodes. We have over one year's worth now of weekly episodes so there is lots for you to explore. Today I'm sharing a chat that I had with Vanessa Gillis Phelps who is the founder of Queer Fertility where she coaches individuals and couples with tailored support to meet the unique challenges faced by the LGBTQ community. She's a mother herself alongside her wife, having conceived two amazing donor-conceived children. In this conversation, we also dive into Vanessa's other passion of spirit baby communication. I hope you enjoy listening, and if you want to hear more from Vanessa, more about how she uses EFT to support her coaching clients and to take part in a round of tapping with her, then join us at the Fertility Stress Solution Summit that is happening this week. If you join now, there's still time to catch Vanessa's session. I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation here on the podcast now and at the summit too. Hello, Vanessa. Welcome to the Fertile Mindset podcast. It's really lovely to have you here. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. This isn't the first time that we've spoken, is it? We, we've only just met really, but this is already the second time. We've had a really great conversation and um, we spoke at the Fertility Stress Solutions Summit, which is we're right in the middle of this week. It's all happening. Um, and we had such a lovely conversation at that summit that I knew I really wanted you to, to come onto the podcast as well and talk more about your story, about the unique kind of support that you offer. And yeah, just see where our conversation goes. I enjoyed enjoyed the summit chat so much. I'm sure we're going to have a lovely chat here. Yes, that was so fun. The EFT summit was so much fun. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. And now we're in the, the midst of it all. It's all happening. And yes, it's an EFT summit is what we're focusing on. because that's what we, we have in common is the technique EFT, emotional freedom techniques, also called tapping. And whilst I'm sure... While we talk now about your story and about how you support other people, I'm sure we'll still mention tapping here and there because it's such a big part of what we both do. Um, But our real conversation where we got really deep into how you use EFT and and you also guided us through a beautiful tapping round that we can take part in. That's all over on the summit. So I'm just going to mention the sign up link now so we don't forget that later in case we just get so immersed in our <laughs> chat but the summit if you haven't signed up to already lovely podcast listeners it's happening right now it's completely free to register and listen um, to the day's sessions free of charge uh, Vanessa's one hasn't gone out yet if you're listening to this on the Thursday that the podcast is released then you still do have time to catch up with Vanessa's session and and tap along with us both as well there so go and check out the summit And now we're back to you, Vanessa. So (laughs) I'd really love um, 
to start our, our chat, just hearing a little bit more about you and how you got into this world of fertility support and, and where it all began for you. Yeah, so, you know, it's so interesting because I never, I never would have thought I would be doing this type of work. It's amazing healing work that I get to offer my clients and my community. And, you know, as I mentioned through the summit, a little bit about my experience. Um, it was really, it was really twofold. You know, when my wife and I first decided, okay, we're ready to start trying. Uh, it took a lot to get our son here. There was so much that we didn't know. We were so overwhelmed with information and let alone accurate information. And so, you know, we did go on to conceive our son. And then when it came time that we wanted to have another child, um, it was like the whole process started all over again. I thought it would be so easy, you know, okay, we did it once, let's do it again. And it was just a whole, it was a whole new ball game. And so it was, um, I remember we were trying and several thousands and thousands of dollars invested, doing all the same things, checking everything off the list as we often do, right? The more that we can control, or at least the more like we feel like we can control, uh, we feel like, you know, that's going to help everything. But for me, it was really all, all of that control was just kind of like squeezing, um, restricting everything is what I felt like I was holding on to everything so tightly. And so I just felt, you know, after each unsuccessful cycle, it got harder and harder. And, you know, for people in the queer community, you know, if you are using sperm from a sperm bank it's you know you are um you have only so many vials right you know you have your donor who contributes x amount of vials and once you go through those you know if you're really attached or connected to this donor that kind of adds a lot of extra pressure and i think that was the thing that was really hitting us the hardest was that you know we already had a son from this donor who we really loved who we really felt connected to and I would say, okay, this has to be the cycle because, you know, we only have so many vials left. And okay, well, now this really has to be the cycle. And so it was, I just was creating so much extra pressure on myself. But Sarah, we did go on to get pregnant. And I thought, okay, this is great. We did it. But then unfortunately, we had a miscarriage. And oh my goodness, that was so hard. It was so, so difficult. Um, but I will say that is where you know, my journey with EFT really started mm -hmm. and just using that technique of tapping kind of that strange little, the weird looking technique as people often tell me, um, it really allowed me to start to heal. You know, I, I know there's a lot of kind of confusion and question about, you know, oh, does it just minimize the grief or does it just dismiss everything and that's not the case at all it really allows you to clear up the closet as I always say and really see things for what they are to really gain clarity on whatever it is you're feeling so that was the case for me it allowed me to just process things um, to move through everything that I was feeling to honor and acknowledge what I was going through because I think that's a lot of it too it's like we think all of these thoughts, but it's really, it's harder to put words to it, to really speak them out loud and 
I don't know, just with EFT, it just allowed me to be really honest with myself. I think that was the biggest piece, was really, really honest with myself. Um, but it was through that EFT, through several other techniques that I used that allowed us to heal, to move forward, and to get pregnant with our second child. And now, because of that experience, you know, I am able to bring these gifts to the world, especially within my community, to share with them and to help them create the families, you know, that they're dreaming of and they're wishing for. So it was a beautiful turn of events. Wow. Thank you for, I, I wanted to speak so many times, but I wanted to hear I'm the end, end story as well. You know, I wanted to hear that whole, that whole completion because I knew that you had your two children, but I could really feel the pressure that you speak of there, yes. you know, and in the midst of what you were saying and you were saying about, you know, having that limited number of, of opportunities with the donor that you'd not only become attached to, but of course was the donor of your first child. And oh, that yes. just really hit me in my heart when you said that I could really feel how, important that felt for you at the time and the pressure and the the stress that must have been involved in in wanting and willing every attempt to work and then the high the highest of high I can imagine when you got the first results the second time round that it did we did it yes and then how heartbreaking for you know to go through a loss I'm, I'm so sorry that you experienced that but I can hear how that experience has has brought you that connection with the the fertility community and and others going through a a similar journey to you because this isn't straightforward is it you know it's not like I know we talk about this in the summit you know how you're taught at school that you just man meets woman they marry they get pregnant (laughs) and they have babies and they all live happily ever after and you know for so many reasons so many parts of that story are wrong (laughs) and incorrect (laughs) for many people um but you know it's it's just one challenge after another, isn't it? When, when you, you can see that kind of extra stress there, that extra pressure that isn't easy for me. I need to make this work in this particular way. Um, and how different it can be when you bring in the right kind of mindset and emotional support and how that can be the, the energy that kind of pulls you through, can't it? Even the toughest times. And I love what you said there about the the, the loss and, and how it didn't minimize your grief it just helped you really gain clarity on where you were and what you were feeling and then helping you move through that you know honor and acknowledge where you are um, yes. which is a, is a tough part isn't it of any journey if we experience a loss if you are still planning to continue to conceive it's yeah it's really hard to to imagine well how do I how do I recover from this loss how do I grieve the Absolutely. baby I lost and then still move on to another. So yeah, it's tough times, definitely. And I want to add in there too, Sarah, that um, actually during during my healing process, um, I had come across, I don't even know how, you know, divine intervention, I, I always say, that I came across one of your summits at the time. And it was at the right, perfect time that I just, I needed something because while I was able to use EFT, I still was very... Um, naive or very uh, unaware of all of the tools and support that's really offered. I didn't even know what fertility coaching was yet. And when you, I believe it was actually your, I want to say the Path to Parenthood Summit. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. And hearing your voice, just hearing your story and hearing the stories of so many others. Oh my goodness. That was just such a gift to me. It was, it gave me something to look forward to each day. And I just, I could feel my light shining just a little bit brighter again and a little bit brighter. And so I'm so grateful 
for you oh. for you know you sharing that with me amazing oh thank you for sharing that with me well we're we're in the middle of a what is a crazy week when you run a summit you know it's insane because we have all you amazing speakers and then we have a huge audience and lots of technology that threatens to go wrong you know and it's it's crazy and I, I started running the summits in 2010 so quite a while ago now but this is the first time I've done one on this scale since 2018 so it's four years now yeah four years um and I think I was a bit nervous about doing it again. Now I've got two children and my life's quite busy. And I thought, can I really do this? Um, but I always know that it's so worth it because it is bringing together all that information yes. in one place, all that inspiration and support, you know, in one place. It's because you said right at the start, you know, that it was quite overwhelming for you, didn't you? Of what, Where do yes. I go now? There's a lot Absolutely. of information out there. How do I find the right information? How do I know which path to go down? And I think when you're involved in any kind of, summit or an event you know where you've got this kind of choice of, of speakers that you can listen to and routes that you can go down it's it's so helpful um it gives you that really strong start point doesn't it and opens up a whole world of of different support and potential solutions as well so that's amazing to know that we we met before we met yes if you we like. did that's right <laughs> <laughs> through that event oh brilliant and of course you had eft you know you mentioned about how how that was supportive and yeah we talk a lot more about that at the, at the summit session so we won't repeat ourselves you know um too much here but you said that obviously that that you've gone full circle now you have your, your two children you've been through so many different experiences now that can really help you relate to the people you support so yes. could you share a little bit about what that is that you do because I know from my perspective as well I definitely support people who've had a similar journey to me, but it's so diverse and so wide, isn't it? The different experiences that people can have on a fertility journey and definitely for the queer community, although you may think, well, it's all about donors and it's all this and that. No, there's, there's so many different routes, aren't there? And so many different things that can happen. Um, can you give us an, an overview of, of how your support works and the kind of issues you support with? Yes, absolutely. So I serve clients in two ways. Sometimes my clients are lucky enough to find me right at the very start of their journey. And so I'm already immediately able to clear up confusion from Dr. Google, as we say, mm -hmm. and really just from the beginning, save them so much time, energy, and money, because, you know, there are certain routes that we want to explore because we don't know we don't know what we don't know right and so for example like I have some clients that come to me and they really want to do what's called the shipping method and for those that don't know shipping method is to use let's say you have a donor maybe a, a really great friend who lives just happens to live across the country so too far to kind of drive to to retrieve the sample but someone that you just feel connected with and you say you know what really want to use them. I'm going to give it a try. Let me have them ship their sperm through, you know, via whatever mail carrier, FedEx, UPS, doesn't matter. Um, and so I have a lot of people that they're really excited about that and they really want to try it. And for Sarah, I always tell them like, you know, your baby best and you know your body best. So I'm here to offer guidance and support but if there's something I share that it just feels out of alignment, that's okay. You always do what you know, feels best for you. But I know from all of the years of experience that I have working with so many different individuals and couples in the queer community, unfortunately, the shipping method just 
does not have great success at all. In fact, I have yet to have a client who's been successful with it. As you can imagine, sending sperm through the mail, it has to be packaged in such a specific way that by the time it gets to you, it's usually not viable anymore. And they even have these microscopes that you can attach to your iPhone or smartphone that allow you to see the mobility of the sperm. And if you check, you'll see that unfortunately um, they're no longer mobile. Mm -hmm. But that, you know, that experience that can cost already several hundreds of dollars. And so I had a client that was doing it month after month after month, several thousands in. And I was like, okay, are we ready to try something else? And finally she was like, yes, Vanessa. Okay. I realized I thought I could make it work. It's not going to work. You know, let me move on to something else. And then she got pregnant right away. Um, so it's just, you know, different things like that, that we think, whether we hear about from different Facebook groups or forums or wherever you choose to get your information, um, finding me right away from the start, I can save people so much time and money in that mm. way. The other way that I work with clients and that I serve them is offering that mindset work, you know, that mental, emotional support. Uh, and one of my most favorite ways, actually, is to help people learn about something called pre-birth communication, or as I like to call it, spirit baby communication. And when I first share this term with people, it's, it's so interesting, the reactions that I get. For some people, they're immediately intrigued and curious. And for other people, they're kind of like, what? Like, is this lady just crazy? What is this? <laughs> but Sarah, it's so funny because the ones that kind of like, raise the eyebrow and say, okay, I think Vanessa's a little cuckoo. They are the ones that end up getting the deepest into it or feel the most connected with it. And so I always have to laugh about that, um, that they're kind of the most skeptical at first, but then they end up just falling in love with the art of spirit baby communication. Um, oh. Those are definitely ways that I love to serve my clients. And, you know, I could see a kind of connection between the two there because when you were talking about people having their own maybe fixed ideas sometimes of mm -hmm. how they want to do a certain thing like this is this is what I believe of course it's useful to have a container isn't it to explore that and you know yes. you can provide that kind of space for your clients to say okay so tell me what it is that you have ideas about what what methods you know what approaches appeal to you and we can discuss them and you obviously have information and you know you can inform them so that they have all the, all the knowledge available to them like you say about the shipping method not really seeming to be that successful they can have all that information but still it comes back to that parent to be doesn't it it comes yes, back to them absolutely. to when you said you know your baby best that just oh sent shivers down me it's like yeah it's it's like having that connection to the the baby that you're bringing in that you're inviting in um who knows how and where they'll come from and who exactly they will be but I think when you're on this journey there does often get to a point where you really feel that connection strongly you know you go through so much don't you and you go through so much kind of practical stuff and logistical stuff and financial stuff and medical stuff and all of that but then when you feel that connection to that child which is what it is all about you know that's that's the truth of it that's the long-term picture it's not this short-term difficult you know route to parenthood it is being a parent um, yes. and it's it's quite magical isn't it and that's when because I knew that you did the spirit baby communication I knew we'd probably touch on it today and when you said you know your baby best 
it just felt like an allowing okay so yes. let's let's go with it you know you know you know best this is you and it's your baby and you're not going to kind of interfere with that process it's between you and your baby let's just grow that connection and see where it takes you because I think I think when you really feel that connection which I definitely felt at various times on my journey things start to just be a little bit easier you know feel that feel like they can flow a bit more easily and you you have a clearer mind and you make the choices that feel right for you you're really getting in touch with your intuition but I'd love to hear a bit more about the spirit baby communication and like you say you you, you talk to people about it and they're a little bit oh I'm not sure about this but then they <laughs> yeah. love it you know what, what happens and what does that look like what's the communication like yeah and so I mean even right now just to start off like if you're listening right now and you're thinking, huh, I'm intrigued or, oh, that's interesting. What is this all about? You know, if you just, if, if you're in a space to just close your eyes for a moment, just to tune in. And I always say to start with hand on heart, hand on womb or belly and skin to skin, because there's so, you know, so as you remember, it's very easy to be disconnected with our bodies through this process, right? And so sometimes just that kind of hand to heart, hand to womb or hand to belly, skin to skin connection just starts to melt down these walls or these kind of blocks that we've put up around ourselves without knowing that we're doing that. And so I always start with that connection as just you know, making that contact if you're, again, in a space to do that. But even just to think for a moment, um, when I say, I'll ask the question, you know, what do you already know? about your baby and so again people sometimes will say well I'm not even pregnant yet how can I know anything about them when they're not you know I don't have any connection with them or they're not even here and you know I always say that you how do I phrase this a lot of times we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we already feel or what we already know so for example, I'm gonna guess that, you know, you probably already see a gender when you kind of daydream about your baby. Do you see a boy, a little bouncing boy, you know, toddling around, or do you see a girl? Do you see bows in the hair or dresses or, you know, whatever your, whatever way you identify with that gender? Um, do you maybe see what their eyes look like, or the smile on their face, the color of their hair? You know, and a lot of times as I'm kind of walking them through this, then they say, oh, you know what, you're right. I have always seen a little boy who looks like, you know, my grandfather looks like, you know, one of my siblings or, you know, and they start to describe it. But it's really, again, giving yourself permission to explore something that may feel a little uncomfortable or a little different than, than what you're used to. But, um, but yeah, it, it's always interesting to see people come back and say, you know what, Vanessa, um, I guess I always thought I was a little crazy or kind of making things up in my head because I've had dreams about my baby or dreams where, you know, we're playing together or sharing this book together. And I'm like, that's your baby already communicating with you. It's just giving yourself permission to, to put a name to it, let's say, to say, oh, okay, that's what it is. That's what I've been doing. I just didn't realize I was doing it all along. And it's such a gift, isn't it, to have those feelings, you know, especially when it's dreams and it just feels real, you know, and you can really yes. see yourself in that position yes. of being that that child's parent and see what how you will be. And, and you know, it just feels so much more 
in touching distance, doesn't it? And achievable yes, and real. Absolutely. So I think it is, yeah, such a gift to allow that. I, I can understand how people would, would feel conflicted in different ways. Like you say, sometimes it's just the, what on earth is this about? You know, it's a bit, bit out there, a bit woo woo. <laughs> also like kind of wanting to protect their, their heart a little bit, you know, and, and saying, dare I, dare I step into that and really imagine myself and see myself with my baby and, and, and name what I see my baby as, you know, and um, because it feels very vulnerable, doesn't it, to go there? Yeah, a lot of people it is. Um, there's a lot of fear that we've kind of attached to and, you know, rightfully so, you know, especially if there's been loss um, in whichever form that looks like. And so, yeah, there's, there is a lot of trepidation. There's a lot of fear. But I can tell you, you know, through every client that has nurtured that connection, oh my goodness, it has been such a gift to them knowing that, okay, um, I may not know exactly when I will get pregnant or when this is going to happen, but I feel that connection so strongly. Now I have that trust and I'm just going to do the best I can to take care of myself while I wait for my baby to join me that's that's the real gift in it yeah and there are many ways gosh there are many ways as there are people that that connection can look you know it's going to be different for everybody I would imagine and whilst I'm not sure I had anything exactly like you're you're talking about here with the like you said the spirit baby communication and really seeing a vision of your baby um I can see kind of other ways as well that I felt that connection just now recognizing how really supportive that was and how it kept my focus and and just made things feel like I was in the right place at the right time if you know know, do you know what I mean and even from the the first moment that me and my husband decided that we would try for a baby um we were in Aberdeen in Scotland I remember it and we were in the around the shops and there was a shop called mother care that's like this big shop in the UK that sells baby clothes and things so we said let's just have a little wander around let's just see how it feels you know just be in that kind of baby (laughs) energy and then we bought this little toy little toy dog that we said you know we'll call this dog lucky and this will be our baby's first toy and you know I didn't know at that stage it will be two and a half years till I even conceived um but we had that you know that, that toy was there and he was with us and yeah and along the way I felt those connections yeah we had a very early loss at one stage it would be really classified more as a chemical pregnancy very very early loss Um, but it was the first time that I'd seen a positive pregnancy test Mm. and shown what was possible and I remember that night when I had the test and I went to sleep that night not knowing if it would stay or go and a little vision of a dark-haired girl just came in and then drifted away again you know, and it was like very kind of naturally, I'm here for a moment and now I'm leaving, you know, and it felt, mm. it didn't feel sad. It just felt, I don't know, I can't explain it. I can't put words to it. You know, it's just right. that kind of that communication and that showing like he, you know, you are, you can do this. Um, not here yet. I've not arrived yet. And it might be someone else that arrives later. And it was, it was a blonde haired boy. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, really, really kind of, um, comforting to have that connection in however it shows up and sometimes sometimes we can encourage it like going and buying the toy can't we and sometimes we can just allow it and see what comes through or work with someone like you and facilitate that and and start to open our minds and our hearts yeah it's a beautiful thing to do 
I love that you mentioned uh, that was so beautiful the experience you had with purchasing the little the little doggy toy. Um, mm. I love that because you know that is something that it can feel very scary. You know when I mentioned that to my clients, like, well, how do we feel about starting to get the nursery ready or starting to get the room ready for baby? And a lot of times I find that my clients are like, oh my gosh, Vanessa, can I really do that? You know, I've wanted to do that for so long, but when I mention it to people, family or friends, they say, no, don't do that. That's jinxing it. That's bad luck. But, and, but in their heart, they want to so badly. And so of course, you know what I say, I'm like, yes, of course you can, you can do whatever you want. Mm. It's your baby. And then, you know, on the same note, if there are clients that are like, you know what, that feels good, but I need to just step in, kind of like tiptoe into it little by little, then that's great too. You know the speed, you know, to go. Um, but absolutely, I feel like a lot of it is just giving yourself permission. So giving yourself permission to connect with baby and to, to really be curious and to explore what that relationship already looks like and what it will look like in the future. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the tapping round that we did at the summit and, and that was a lot around, you know, um, fearing that I'll never conceive and and having those real, almost, it can almost feel like a certainty, those fears, can't it? You know, if we think about those fears enough and we live in those fears enough, it then becomes impossible to even imagine that we will have a baby. And so it becomes harder to then, yeah, buy the toy, think about the nursery, you know, have, allow yourself to have that sort of connection if the fear is really strong and it's a protective fear often, isn't it? You know, like we just said about the vulnerability, it it kind of builds up and builds up until it just feels, yeah, it's too much, isn't it? It doesn't feel right in the end. It doesn't feel protective. It feels like a barrier and an obstacle. Um, So I think, yeah, if, if this is resonating with anyone listening, Um, that you're finding this kind of aspect difficult to think about or you wish you could you know you wish that you could step into that but it doesn't feel possible for you then I really think Vanessa's tapping around that she shares that the the summit could be so helpful as a a gentle introduction to opening those doors you know and feeling safe with those thoughts yes there's um if we have time there's a a quick story I'd love to share Oh yes, please. Um, that I had with, with one of my clients. So she was one that was very skeptical about, you know, this whole spirit baby connection, woo-woo stuff. But she was she was intrigued and she had an open mind. She's like, okay, let's let's do it. And one thing that she always came back to was she's like, Vanessa, I know our donor is completely sold out. They're not, you know, the sperm bank. Uh, I think if you decide to reach out to the donor well obviously if you ask the sperm bank to reach out to the donor it's something it's a very like five thousand dollars just to see if they're even interested and they could say no and you still have to you know pay that five thousand dollars just for them to reach out but um uh, through the work that we were doing she kept saying you know I know the donor is sold out I know it's not possible but I just keep seeing all the traits of the donor, you know, every time I visualize my baby, every time I see my baby, I just keep feeling this connection to this donor. What is that about? And of course I didn't know, but I knew there was something there that we had to explore. And so, you know, we did some private coaching together. She went through my eight week fertility freedom program and come to find out, you know, she had so much clearing to do. She didn't realize a lot of things from her past that were still kind of 
in her words, keeping her stuck. Um, the donor did come back on his own accord. He wanted to make some, some more donations. And it was you know through that that they went on to get pregnant immediately. Um, but it was, she told me, she was like, Vanessa, had I not known about connecting with baby, I would have most likely moved on to another donor. And she said, I don't know where that experience would have led me. She said, but I could see them so clearly. And I knew there was something with this donor I just couldn't let go of. And so anyway, it's just so amazing to see how, how much our babies can really guide us if we know the steps to connect with them. I just love sharing that with people. That's beautiful, really beautiful, yeah. Um, very, very quick, just completely alternative route to parenthood that I can relate to that story as well is our path to adoption. Mm. Um, once yes. we, we did conceive our first child and yeah, it was all wonderful. I could really relate to what you said at the start though, then second time round, I was like, great. You know, I understand my hormones now. I know exactly right. what I need to do to get pregnant and I'll chart my cycles again. I'll have acupuncture. I'll follow that particular fertility diet yeah. and fantastic. I'll get pregnant easily this time. Cause you know, I, I sorted that yeah. out. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as we started trying and I looked at my cycles and my, my husband had a test as well. We were like, gosh, you know, things are a lot worse than they were before. And we put it down to having a, a baby and being exhausted and, you know, our, we were in a different place. Um, and we very quite quickly, probably perhaps maybe quicker than, you know, most people would, I don't know, but we felt really drawn to adoption. And as soon as we made that decision, I could no longer even think about trying to conceive again. It wow. felt, it felt like my baby's out there and I, they might even be born now. You know, I didn't wow. know they might be growing in their birth mother's womb or they may be born. I don't know, but they're, they're definitely out there. And I could really feel that. And people would say, you know, as soon as someone adopts, they get pregnant, you know, that happens. I was like, well, it's not happening here <laughs> we're preventing it we don't want to get pregnant now you know this is what we're doing you know and it, I just really felt that connection and and what soon as we met our little boy and he locked eyes with us and he was only four months old at the time and oh, he just wow. reached out to us and he wants to be held immediately and yeah the bond was there straight away I got so, chills oh so you, you just never know do you you never know Beautiful. where you're gonna go on this yes. journey it's definitely being prepared for the unexpected and the twists and turns and yeah staying open and receptive and and listening to those little clues and those little nudges along the way and if that's hard you know if you can't hear them and you're afraid to hear them or whatever then yeah someone like you and all the work you do it's holding that space for someone and allowing them it's beautiful thank you so much Vanessa for doing what you do from taking oh, thank you you know your your pain your heartache but then your absolute joy as well in having your children and and bringing it to this world of fertility support it's a real pleasure to get to know you thank you so much same here oh and of course if everyone listening if you'd like to continue this conversation with Vanessa and hear more about how um, she can really support you and do a tapping round actually straight away at the summit as well and get support instantly then do come and join us it's the fertility stress solution summit which 
in my opinion, and of all the speakers there as well, the solution to fertility stress is a lovely, amazing, slightly strange looking technique called EFT, which is also called tapping. And we would love to introduce you to it. So it's a, that's what we're doing all week long at the summit. We're right in the middle of it right now. So if you come over, you can absolutely catch up with all the sessions. Still um, watch Vanessa's as well and do lots and lots of tapping with us. We'd love to see you there. And Vanessa, as well as um, chatting to you over there at the summit this week, how else can people get in touch with you? Where can we find you online and on social media? Yes, so you can always reach out to me at hello at queerfertility.co. And I am on Instagram. You can find me at, at queerfertility.co. My most favorite place to hang out is on Facebook. I have a free community that you can get support from. And that is LGBTQ, trying to conceive pregnancy and fertility. So come send me a message, come hang out with me in my Facebook group. And yeah, I'm so excited to meet people and help them. Beautiful. Thank you. Wonderful. Really, really good to speak to you, Vanessa. And I'm sure this is our second time speaking. It won't be the last, I'm sure. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so pleased you're listening to the Fertile Mindset podcast and now I would love to invite you to join us in the Fertile Mindset Sanctuary. The Sanctuary is my fertility support membership which is focused on taking care of you and helping you enjoy your life while you wait for your baby. In the Sanctuary I'll guide you through using an amazing technique called EFT or tapping and you'll soon be feeling less stressed and more joyful. If you're not already in the sanctuary, do come and join us today because the best time to start receiving support on your fertility journey is always right now. Honestly, it makes such a difference to have good quality emotional support and techniques that you can pick up and use yourself whenever you need them. Go to fertilemindset.com sanctuary to join us today. I look forward to hopefully seeing you there and at the next episode of the Fertile Mindset Podcast.